The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Und was der Fichtel uns jetzt gleich sagen wird, das werden wir uns anhören mit von der Party die Woodies. We regrettably interrupt fishing with guns with this special news bulletin. Kevin Gassman. The giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, your pregame announcer, your pop scene sensation, Gassman. Gassman. One of the carbon blobs from Sanger's M&G. Some people have said that you're retarded, not me. Just on Days at End and Why. And a good afternoon to you. It's 3 o'clock here on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. You are now going global with gas. Man, hanging out with you until 5 p.m. is I, Kevin Gassman. I will be joined by a couple voices in a few. Heidi Gad will be here. And Ashley Neuftel from the Phoenix New Times and from Vice Magazine will be joining us in a little bit as we will discuss... The Vatican Observatory, when Aliens with Gas begins in about an hour, so you want to tune in for that conversation. It is going to be very interesting, and we'll see how far down the the rabbit hole will go, or maybe the the wormhole, whatever you want to call it, but that's going to be going on uh, fairly shortly. But we got to get to the first hour, which is the Going Global with Gas Man First, that's the first hour, you know, we get to talk about whatever we want to talk about, whatever, get, what's, what's been going on through, throughout the week, and, you know, get some music going on here, because that's what we like to play here as well, some independent artists. So if you are out there, if you're in a band, maybe you are, you know, you know somebody is in a band that wants to be heard on this program, we are reaching a pretty large audience that's growing every week, and I appreciate everyone tuning in from all over the world right here on the voiceamerica.com variety channel on Saturday. It's supposed to get the replays on Friday morning, which goes again Friday night then we have Sunday afternoon so it's a weekend packed of gas <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not but either way I know we get to play some music here so all around the world by the way so if you have any music that you want to send our way my email is pretty simple it's with gas at gmail.com there's two s's there with gas at gmail.com these guys well I met him out here in Phoenix Arizona but he's actually from Seattle where he created this band called 1967 i have the shirt i always wear it and it's kind of like a stop not a it's like a yield sign it's a yellow diamond yield sign with 1967 on it and every time i wear it everyone says hey nice shirt and then it's always is that when you were born i'm like well i like who's that narcissistic to right to wear a shirt of the year they were born in it doesn't make any sense to me but i don't do that um i wasn't even conceived that year to be honest with you so the tune is called dead end life and if you're talking about some hardcore kind of rock this is it right here the band again is 1967 right here on going global with gas man going global with gas man and that is 1967 from seattle phoenix from seattle 
<laughs> What's that? Oh, you're on the wrong mic. You grabbed the wrong mic. Go ahead, talk. It's all right. You want to get it? Heidi's in the in the studio right now. We're about ready to talk. Uh, yeah, go ahead. From Seattle, Phoenix. Oh, you went. So you were in the wrong mic, and then you went to go reach for the other mic, which I went and flipped the audio, and then you still stuck with the original mic. So, so people are knowing what's up. I am, a, I am a girl, so yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, we're here hanging out with you until uh, 5 o'clock, and we're going to be talking again the Vatican Observatory in, in Arizona. It's out in Safford, Arizona, which is on the east side of the state, not too far from New Mexico state line. Yeah. Um, kind of in the middle of Arizona, too, a little bit, a little bit up there, but um, not too far off the 10. I've never been out there before, but there's a big observatory that's been out there since, I think, the early 80s. Yeah. So... We'll talk about that, and that's coming up a little bit for our Aliens with Gas program, and I'm looking forward to talking uh, to Ashley Neuftel, who's going to be doing the story, and I guess we must have hit something in his head that says, you know, he's looking more into this. Right. Yeah, because it was during our New Times interview, we mentioned it to him, and... Right. Um, so Pretty in the meantime, cool. yeah, let's get to this this hour first, and we might play a little drug code. If Ashley comes in early, we'll play a little bit of that. Um, Good because I fail at that <laughs> game every yeah, time. I <laughs> you're always like you're so bad. I'm a I'm a happy Facebook poster on Facebook. I mean, when I see people having their Facebook birthday, I post happy birthday. Right. Yeah. So do I. All the I mean, like I'll see even if it's like 20 people having their birthday today. Right. I'll make sure everyone gets a happy birthday for me. Yeah. Even if you're not really sure who that person is. Sure. Right. <laughs> Which is most likely. <laughs> so, I, and also sometimes when you're just, I'm in a, in a, in a groove, you know, I'm just kind of rolling down. I'm not really s- s- making a note or anything. It's just a happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. I'm, I'm just moving on. <laughs> I'm going from one to the next, one to the next, one to the next, you know? There, they're all done. And then I realized I had hit the brakes in the last one because that person had deceased. Oh. So, are you a birthday person that posts on their, on their you know, birthday even though they passed? No, S- I Sometimes don't. you see that. Yeah. Celebrities get that a lot. Uh, right? Don't we get that a lot? Like, you know, when Prince is always that, that we had a big re-memorial of him. Right. Like, like a couple of weeks ago. Because it was a birthday. Right. We didn't really see that with David Bowie as much. But Prince was a little bit more. Maybe it's like, I don't know. Right. That's sad. But how does that work as far as like having a, a dead profile on, on Facebook? I mean, you have to like show him a death certificate to get it off there? I mean, <laughs> how do you do that, right? Because, you know, p- p- passwords aren't known and you got to prove to... Facebook themselves. Hey, That's this why they did died. that legacy thing where you can give someone else control that you trust of your page in case something happens to you. Oh, really? It's called, yeah, it's I like didn't hear legacy. About that. I didn't know yeah, about it's that. in your settings. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> That's a game right there. I'll right. post it. Hey, I need to leave my legacy to someone who wants it. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly wouldn't be anybody that's on Facebook, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they can't be on Facebook. There's no way. I'll give it to like my mom who's like, no, she's not on Facebook. <laughs> but she might be able to, you know, if you wrote out the instructions to her well enough. She could figure it out. <laughs> she might be able she to. She could always so. call me. I, I'd explain it to her. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, something I saw earlier today. I was like, well, what am I doing? I hold myself back. Right. Which I did. But then it's, like, sad because then you're like, oh, man, I forgot that person passed away. Yeah, and I mean, I was like, I was, I was a happy B dash D A before I actually hit the Y, <laughs> going, oh my god, I was like, er, you know, yeah, it was sad too. She was cute, and I actually wanted to date her one time. Oh, yeah, bummer, eh? Yep, not in the stars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not in this lifetime, man. <laughs> Not happening, man. Yeah, exactly. But what is in this lifetime? What they have that we have left, I guess you can say, considering our our illustrious uh, Congress just passed this wonderful health bill. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I saw online this guy. I mean, all these these people who are voting for this, I mean, do they feel like they're safe in their gerrymandered area that no dude. matter what they do, they're, they're always going to be there next year? Is that what they feel like? I don't know, dude. They didn't even read it. Like you, pa- you. They didn't even read it. Right. Nobody read it. <laughs> I know. Seriously, like, why would it's like they signing the paper that you signing the contract that you don't read, and then you're like, wait, I have thirty five percent interest. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to read it. You know what else wasn't? Mm-hmm. Oops. We had this plan. Sorry, that's my bad. <laughs> you, you know what else wasn't um, read and passed through was in 1913 the the, um, the Federal Reserve. Yeah. Yeah, that was pushed through mm. late night on, you know, and nobody was even in the office and yeah, kind of sneaky stuff and everything. Yeah. So this guy here, um, Representative Raul Labrador from I- Idaho, who is a Republican, said some really stupid things. I mean, uh, the thing is, is that this is, you know, becoming, uh, they're getting exposed for their lies. They're getting exposed where they feel like they probably could have got away with it prior, but now it's, there's no way they're getting away with this. No way. There's no way. Um, yeah, he had a, I guess, a town hall, and you know, this—that's where they're going to realize that not everybody's down for what they're what they're doing. No. So um, apparently, he says um, nobody dies because they don't have access to health care. Nobody dies because they don't have access to health care. Yes. What? <laughs> that's what he says. Dude, that doesn't even make sense. He said in another town hall last month that health care is not a basic human right. So, where, so where are these people from? <laughs> they can't be from this planet, then. They're from hell, dude. <laughs> they are from hell. They are the Satan's of they, the world. I was thinking about this, and, you know, because I think there was a video of uh, the now this and a video of the, these are the guys that voted for their health care, basically, that which is going to cut twenty four million people off, and they're clapping, they're smiling, they're cheering, and they're happy that this is going on, and you know, for them, you know, they've always had this mentality, I think, of. If you don't pull your weight, you don't deserve, you know, all the goodies that come along with it. And I, and not to think that even even food stamps aren't goodies, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, living homeless is not is to them is a goodie. I think I don't know. They don't understand that concept of right. But it's not even those people that are all of. It's not just those people that are getting affected. It's well, that's people the thing. that are pulling their weight. Right. That's the thing. That's why that's the realization that's going to be coming about of all this is people who did vote for these clowns, they're going to realize that they're voting against their own interests. Yeah. That they're going to be re- re- get all their goodies taken away from them. Yeah. You know, and that's what's going on. And, you know, these guys are getting exposed for who they are. Now, the thing is, we got to keep this momentum going until the next election cycle, which is next year. Right. So, I mean, the thing is, is that's where you got to keep the pressure on and make sure everyone still remembers that who are the people that voted for this thing need to be voted out. Yeah. Well, that's going to probably happen. I'm forecasting. You think so? I do, because too many people are being affected, like all these they're going to open their eyes. They have to. Right, because it's my team won, you know, but wait, what happened, team? Wait, what about me? Wait. Wait a second. And they're like, screw you, man. We're on the luxury bus. You got to hitch a ride to get where we're at. Right. Well, it's like I was watching CNN earlier and Montel Williams was on and he made a great point. He was saying, you know, a lot of these people that voted these people, quote unquote, in, you know, they're minors. They're all these 
people that have these kinds of jobs and they have a lot of health issues. Well, what happens when, you know, somebody's foot needs to get amputated because they have diabetes, which is considered a pre-existing condition. And he said, you better hope your neighbor has a really sharp knife because you're not going to be able to get it. it. So, I mean, I guess the good thing about all this is that it's becoming more out in the open. Right. Of what's really been going on here. Well, people should look at how other countries are doing it. Right. Well, President Trump even said that. He was like, oh, Australia, your health care is much better than ours. Yeah. Okay, well, let's make ours better than theirs. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, if that's what it is, isn't that the whole, like, America thing? Is like, we're better, we're number one, so let's find who is number one and be better at them what they're doing. Right. We're obviously not doing that. No. So. It's because it's all about lining the pockets right. for somebody, that top 1%. They're getting what they can out of it. Um, but what's the point, though? Like, eventually... It's because it doesn't affect no. them. It doesn't affect the ones that are doing it because they have the money right. to pay these bills. And there's just a lot of other people who don't. And they're just like, well, if it doesn't affect me, well, then who cares? Right. But do they think that obtaining what they have is easy? Do they think, you know, for the most part, I imagine most of the Congress people and senators have probably had a nice life to get to where they're at. Right. I don't imagine there's too many out there. I know there's a lot that have worked and struggled hard to get to where they're at. There's absolutely the, those. Um, but maybe there's not enough of those. I don't think I mean, there do, is. do you think we should have a, a, a maximum amount of income you should be able to earn before you run for office? Because if you have that much money, again, you are going to be out of touch. Right. You're going to be extremely out of touch. I mean, should, like, cap, should we cap it at $100,000? If you make more than $100,000, you cannot run for president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Why not? Right. I think that'd be that'd be that'd be a person who's got the interest of the people. Right. Cuz they're in touch with the rest of the people right. cuz most of us don't make like you know, forty thousand yeah. dollars a year. Yeah, I almost said that. No, I don't like swearing on the radio, but I almost did. <laughs> you almost did, yeah. It's okay here, though. It's okay, right? So, yeah, right. I mean, I think if you know, if, if we had people who were earning a lot less money, they would know the struggles and know how to at least maybe look. When you're having, when you have no money, you're a problem solver, right? right. You're a solution person, right? You, that's what that's what it is. When you yeah. have no, when you have no money. You're, you're going to figure out ways to make things happen. When you have a lot of money, you think, well, I'm just going to throw money at it and I'll not a problem solve it. Right. As opposed to really trying to figure out why it's becoming a problem. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just, um, it's, yeah, it's a never ending little loop that people still defend to this day. And I think we talked about that. You're defending the matrix, are you not? Right. <laughs> you're defending the system that's well, keeping everyone down. Yeah, and you're just helping all the super rich people who are never going to help you. Right. All right, it's, it's horrible. A, it's three twenty, which means it's four twenty somewhere. So we're gonna take a little break, <laughs> and then we'll come right back. And I see Ashley's here with us right now. So let's talk with him when we do return. We'll get into the whole aliens a little bit later on and the Vatican Observatory. But in the meantime, we have we'll play drug code maybe in a bit when we come back. So these guys, uh, I don't know if you know them or not. Daughters of Fission. They're from right here in Phoenix, Arizona. Abandoned yeah. Anatomy is the album. These guys are prog rock, and this is probably one of the shortest songs I have on their album, four minutes and 24 seconds long. Behind the Primates is the tune, a little remnant from last week's Aliens with Gas show. All right. So right here, Hang Tight is the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel, and you are going global with gas. Man. I dig it, man. That is Daughters of Fission, and uh, from the album 
Band Anatomy Behind the Primates is the tune right here on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. And good afternoon to you. We have uh, Heidi Gad hanging out with me. What's up? What's up? Our our next guest is with us here, and Ashley Neftool. Is that right? Neftool. Neftool, yes. Awesome. Close enough. From the Phoenix New Times. <laughs> and also a writer for the Vice uh, magazine online, and he's going to be doing a story pretty soon about the observatory in uh, Safford. Mm-hmm. Mount Graham is where it's at. I like the Mount Graham. Yeah. How much does that cost, man? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. So, um, so we're hanging out with you here on the uh, on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel on Saturday. The first hour is the Going Global show, and then we'll get into the UFOs uh, for sure because that show will be aired on uh, the radio on Sunday night, tomorrow night, and then we release it on podcast version on Monday. So this one here, this hour is pretty much a free flowing whatever's on our minds, and we just talked about the health bill that was passed and. And, well, not quite passed. I guess you say halfway right. passed. And I, I don't think it's going to get past the Senate. Not with the uproar that's been going on. No. It's just, you know, it seems like it has to go down to this. It's like they, they really want to go as far as they can go before anyone says no. You know, isn't that what it is? It's kind of like when, you know, like when you're uh, uh, younger and people tell you, just do it until someone says no. You know? I feel like that's what they're doing. They're yeah. just like, they're going to try to get away with it as much as they can. And then they're going to show their true colors. And then we're going to see that now, and that's where we're at right right now. At this point, we're seeing their true colors of who they are as people, and they're definitely not fit to serve. They're ugly. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're ugly, right. Or it's like that gambit that kids do, where it's like, hey, mom, can I get a rattlesnake? No. Well, can I get a dog? Okay. Like, they put out like, the worst possible bills. People can say no. It's eventually, they'll put out a bill that people will just go, okay, that's a terrible bill, but it's better than the other two you foisted on us. So. Right. Right. But, I mean, it's, but that's it's still not good enough. It's almost like oh, the— Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Well, like, the election we just had, it was like, well, who's the worst—you know, which one's worse, I'll vote for. It's like, that's not how you do these things, you know? Yeah. You're supposed to be like, which one's better? <laughs> if we voted by which one's worse, <laughs> that's how we did it. You know, now we're finding out a lot of that lies, but, you know, it's just—I I don't understand, you know, the— the, the election was uh, just uh, bullshit. You know, half the country didn't vote. Less than half the country that did vote won the election. So if you look at it in terms of percentage-wise, you're looking at less than 25% of this country is in charge. Uh, less than 25% of this country are the ones who feel the way they do about the LGBT community, about, about uh, you know, uh, I'm just Muslims impressed you did math, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's like that's that's what's going on. It's like the, these guys have this mentality that, you know, we're all infidels to them. <laughs> you know, we need to straight up because they are running it like a Sharia law. It's a little own version of it. You know, that you no know, drugs and, you know, pray, pray in your health. And, you know, that's what they want you to do. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, that's just the, the mentality they have. And, uh, and again, I think the best thing about this is that it is getting exposed. Is that people are realizing that, hey, man, I thought you had my back. And, you know, they don't. They don't have their back. And that's the people that realize, that needed to realize. They need to have that aha moment for themselves. And their own party gave it to them. Well, of course. Cause it's a kind of situation where conservatives where they're never going to vote in the, the public best interest until it affects them directly. So it's like, it's like, you know, you take away their health care and they're up in arms. Right. But they take away your health care. They don't care because they have it. Exactly. Right. And it wasn't one of the, the points of this one they just passed was that they get to keep the pre-existing conditions, but <laughs> everyone else doesn't. Like, how do you get right. away with that? God, man, that's a big, uh, that's a big GFYO. Wait, uh, hang on. GFY. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that right? GFY. 
Yeah. GFY. I'm <laughs> just GFY. Well, a lot What's of the O. I don't know. Well, a lot of them too. They didn't even read the bill. Like they just voted on it. If I actually know right. the contents. Right. I mean, that's what that's kind of popular these days. I think it's right. always been popular, hasn't it? Of the knobs, I'm going to read it. Just pass it because it's got this in it. Well, and for a group that's so concerned about money to not even know like the financial implications of what they did, <laughs> come on, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Right, so they're just trying to, like, again, they're trying to get away with something. Like, they're trying to sneak out the back door. And we're like, not so fast. They just want to have the, we got rid of, quote-unquote, Obamacare, a.k.a. the Affordable Health Care Act, which is its real name. Thank you very much. Just going to put that out there. Just to say that they did it just because they got their panties in a bunch and wanted to get rid of something that they decided they wanted to get rid of that maybe needed a little bit of love. Right, but yeah. I don't personally think it needed to, to go all the way away. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know, but why not just make what's already there better? Well, plus through the Obamacare thing, it's like, it's like really clever branding because people think Obamacare and Affordable Care are two different things. Right. So you have like all these conservative people who voted for Trump being like, hey, this is great, we get rid of Obamacare, but I still have my affordable health care. And it's like, dude, it's the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> like they're, not, they're not different. <laughs> Please learn to read. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also kind of like a media problem, too, where the media advanced that idea of Obamacare, 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 and nobody corrected the term. Right. So people would assume that it's this different, unique thing when it's not. Right. So it made it easy for like conservatives to make like, this big thing being like, oh, we're not getting rid of health care that you use. We're just making it the health care that uh, so-called socialist Obama's pushing on you. Right. But how do they get – I mean, the thing, again, is – how do we allow them to even have a different health care? <laughs> we should all be the same health care. It just makes sense. I don't understand how someone could say, well, they deserve better health care because they're representing us. You know, we need to keep them alive, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> for us, we're not so much important. But they need to have everything they need to have. I mean, they never spend a dollar out of their pocket. All their food is free every day. Don't they have a per diem? Don't they have a you know, yeah. like place to live? I mean, isn't all that taken care of? And they're still making hundreds of thousands of dollars representing us. And, and it's just it's such a, dis- a, a, a detachment that they have and something happens to them once they get elected to office what happens someone pull them aside and give them a talk and say you better play ball or you're gonna lose your family we're I mean, like I don't getting know. closer to Ann Rand books all the time dude oh yeah <laughs> well Tim that's like, their, that's like their utopia right it's like they would charge us for the oxygen we breathe if they could find a way to do it oh yeah they would well I think the, the Nestle president said something about that I mean, he wants to charge for water. I mean, he wants everything. I mean, we already are, basically. But right. for the most part, he wants the actual free water to be to paid for. And I think he even said the air to breathe. I mean, how do you, you can't do that. I mean, it's like, where are you from? Who raised you? Where, where does that come from? Does it come from making all that kind of money and, and maybe starting to reach it or be, be in the same room with other people who have that kind of money? And Maybe. They're bored and they have to come up with these crazy ideas way to, you know, off us. <laughs> I remember I read uh, William Gibson the guy who wrote like Neuromancer and all those sci-fi novels oh yeah yeah he wrote this really great thing in the, in the early 80s where he said in his opinion the rich are like a separate species now because they don't have to worry about like shelter or food anymore so they get to worry about all this crap that n- the rest of us never get to have time to worry about so they can't relate to us because they don't have any of the struggles that we have right like, the people in the senate like, like you said they have everything takes care of they have their home they have plenty of money food so they can't relate to their own constituents because they don't have to worry about struggling at all. 
So how can they represent the people that are beneath them? Because when they don't have any of the problems that they would have. Right. And everyone's like screaming, hey, I need my water fixed. I need, you know, this need to be fixed. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> you know. Right. And that's interesting you say species, you know, because I think we are, and I think we should be classifying humans in a different class. We have different styles of people. We're not all the same. And I think that's something that needs to be addressed. If we can figure that out, it might be a better way to approach humanity. Don't you think if we had, you know, well, that's a different, that's a, hu- a humanist or, you know, <laughs> a, a human, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. Humanist, a- <laughs> <laughs> humanist riches. Humanist riches. <laughs> humanist porous. And a, uh, <laughs> humanist regulars. He's <laughs> <laughs> like in the middle. I don't know, man. I think that's a good uh, idea, though. My head's spinning know, with dude. ideas right now. <laughs> Let's play a song. What, oh, you have something? Oh, I was just going to say, I don't understand when it became cool to leave out the humanitarian and being a human you know like think about that for a second Hmm. seriously because it's like we're all human but yet where's the humanitarianism they're just these rich people are just freaking smashing it right they they just don't care about bugs Yeah. yeah pests so the thing is is how do we get rid of that is that we don't buy their fucking products anymore <laughs> just, i mean if, if we really want to make a statement yeah you just don't support them uh, sorry gary you know no more right. lucky charms for you you know no more doritos for you i mean that's just what it has to be no more coca-cola for you no more pepsi and then none of that shit i mean that's the stuff that's we're addicted to that we have to get wean off of and that's the only way we can really hurt these people is in their pockets because they're the ones that are getting all the benefits and they're the ones that are shitting on all of us and right. we support that word <laughs> we do and we, not only that <laughs> but we defend that as well right <laughs> that's the even weirder part Ugh. people defend that all right so let's play a song we'll come back i guarantee we'll light this thing up um well, we'll lighten it up, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that's going to be lit up right now except uh, your ears. Rob Randolph Band from Phoenix, Arizona, and their version of The Buggles, the very first video played on MTV on Going Global with Gas. Man. I like that song. Nice ending. Yeah, I like. It. I just like it when bands cover songs. You all know, and it sounds really cool. But there's that difference where they take their own creativity and and add it to it. So that's the band, the Rob Randolph Band from Phoenix, Arizona. Right now, you're dialed into Going Global with Gas Man on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel on Saturdays. It's our new time, by the way. Three o'clock we start, and we're going to end at five o'clock Pacific time. And then again, this uh, show will be aired again on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel on the I guess the on-demand page. So if you ever miss the show, any part of it, you can always go to that page and uh, go back to the past shows and archives and take a listen to that as well. Or you can just find me online, drivingwithgas.com. There's two S's there, drivingwithgas.com. I didn't buy the Going Global website, so I just didn't think I needed it. Oh. Probably not. Hmm. 
All right. I want to burp, but I don't. Um, <laughs> we were talking about the... That was for everyone. <laughs> I was like, it's right there. So one more time, we'll just, uh, we'll thrash our government just for a few more minutes. Uh, the FCC is apparently looking into uh, Stephen Colbert's, or is it Colbert now? I don't know how he's working it. But his comments calling... Uh, I love him. <laughs> I know, I do too. That's so good. But, you know, he said that, you know, basically Trump's mouth is a cock holster for... <laughs> for, for his words, not mine. I'm just uh, passing the, the news along right here on our um, unfiltered radio show. But yeah, so, but you know, it, it's just the snowflake thing. You know, the, the Republicans want to call people the snowflakes, but this is the ultimate in snowflake. Oh, totally. The ultimate. And again, another thing they, that they just can't see. Let you see, you know, like they're taking, they're reducing the first right, the First Amendment right now. They're 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 attacking it, and the fact is, is that Stephen Colbert, because of what he said, he said it at a certain time of night, is really good, what's what's going to save him, at least I, from what I understand, because uh, there's a thing called Safe Harbor, which is I think either 10 p.m. Maybe, might be 11 p.m. on on uh, TV. I'm not sure, but radio it's 10. 10 o'clock at night where you can get into a little more of a suggestive conversation. doesn't mean you can curse. It just means you can be more suggestive with your language. Hmm. You still can't say the word cock on the radio, though. I mean, that's just regardless. <laughs> so I'm really surprised that they didn't believe that for the TV version. I'm really, even though they called it a cock holster. But isn't it cable? Like, I thought cable... No, it's CBS. Oh, yeah, that shows how much I know. Right, that is, yeah, that's, that's surprising. Right, I'm just like right because it's late night. Maybe CBS wanted to push the envelope mm. a little bit, and because again, you know, this is an all retaliation of Trump walking out on an interview from someone from CBS because <laughs> 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 he got asked the question about being you know wiretapped by Obama, and Trump said, "I'm out of here. See you later." Hmm. Red flag, maybe. I mean, hello. Which is also a total snowflake move. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Storm away from any kind of questioning. Right. Right. And that seems to be what this whole administration is. So you know, they can't, you don't get to know who's visiting the White House anymore. Everything's in secrecy. And how do we? How do we let that happen? I don't understand. I'm like our media, they should be all, all over this right now. Maybe they're just afraid. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it seems like. I remember the, there's a story also that a lady is being uh, charged for laughing at Jeff Sessions. Um, um, what was it? Not his uh, testimony, not his testimony, but his, um, you know, his testimony before he became the AG. Confirmation. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so anyway, yeah, apparently she laughed. and But the story goes is that she was causing more of a disturbance as they were, re- were removing her from the room this is the reason why they're looking into ch- pressing charges against her. But they're removing her because she laughed? Right. Yeah. Right. They, so then they're going to charge her. So really, essentially, they're charging her because she laughed. For the, well, that's what caused it. Her actions afterwards, if she was more like, I'm just going to get out of here, nothing would have been followed through. But apparently she caused a disturbance hmm. by being kicked out of for laughing. Nope. <laughs> yeah, Not so. moving into a dictatorship, nope. Mm-mm. Right, but if we see that, <laughs> well, it's obviously coming our way if we don't do anything about it. How do we do something about this? Who's, who's the, who's in, who, who in America... In, in an elective position, in a powerful position, can stand up and say, this is bullshit, and let's right this ship. 
Oh, that's a problem. I, I think it's the media, really, because you know Democrats are too weak to do anything right now. Right. And the Republicans, like, they're on the winning team right now, so nobody really wants to tip the boat over, even though they, I'm pretty sure most of them probably know the guy's a lunatic and they're on the wrong side. But I hope so. They're winning, so they just don't want to say anything otherwise. Do you think that, yeah, I, that makes sense. I can see that. And it's like, well, I, I don't want to lose the whole, you know, the, you know, but if they get rid of this guy, I'm sure they'll plop somebody else in. Oh, yeah. Like Penn sort of, I mean, he should go along with them. It's <laughs> like the John McCain's of the world. Like they, they like to make a lot of noise about how terrible people like Trump are, but at the end of the day, they still... They still stand right by him. Yeah, they still go right alongside. They, they don't want to rock the boat. They it's, don't want to lose their sweet deal. Isn't that bizarre? They just, there's not one person that sits up and says, this guy is a maniac. I'm standing up for all Americans. This is obviously not working out. Where are those Americans at? Where are those people that we elected at? Huh. It's knows? like in high school when, you know, there was like the that crowd where everybody was like kind of stupid and like mean to everybody it's that's like what they are right and they just don't want to say anything because then they're not going to be cool anymore in their little clicky crowd well that's exactly what it is trump's even shown like he has that high school boy mentality like he will ostracize you he'll call you out on twitter like People who know, people in his own party know if you oppose him, he will call you out and make you look like a fool. Right, and they're scared. Yeah. So that's what it is. They're scared. They're not Americans. No. Nope. They're fucking pussies. <laughs> 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 they are fucking pussies. All right, so <laughs> let's play some drug code. All right. I'm so bad at this game. Fair Hold enough. on to your values as we step through the looking glass into a hippie pot party. Some people uh, think that to puff the magic dragon means to, they're really to smoke uh, smoke a marijuana cigarette. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. The history of marijuana. Marijuana, the, the one drug that never killed anybody. Are you on drugs or is this your naturally moronic self? Marijuana has become a part of the popular consumer culture of the United States. You got any narcotics or marijuana in here? Uh, not anymore. We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. Get out of here! Is marijuana really where it's at? Is it really as righteous as you think? You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Where can I get some marijuana? I'll get addicted to it or something? It's not habit forming. I'm so wasted! I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. The snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> it's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. I mean, a Maui, Wowie, a Panama Red, Acapulco Gold. It's all marijuana. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. The amazing stuff about this is taking home and just get stoned in a bejesus mm. belt. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. Okay, but just this once. Come on in. And welcome to the drug code here on Going Global with Gas Man, the extended version of the opening right here on your Saturday afternoon. We have Ashley Neftool and also Heidi Gad hanging out with me in studio. And this game here, Ashley, you never played it, obviously. You're new here to the program. So the drug code is basically words you use to replace the drug you're trying to find. All right. So we like to call this a very educational bit. So if parents are listening and they hear their kids mentioning any of these words, they should be... A little red flag pop up and say, hey, why did you call that thing <laughs> this? You know, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, what what is what is uh, what does crank mean? What does you know tweak mean? What does glass mean? Shards, go, whiz, chalk. <laughs> 
What does that mean? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> It's our first dread code. Meth. It is meth. Yes. <laughs> Crystal meth, of course. That one was too easy. A little bit, but that's okay. We can start off with some easy ones here. <laughs> you know, um, this one might be easy as well. Um, mud, brown sugar, junk, skag, horse, mm. thunder, skag, boy. Heroin. Heroin. Yes. What? Really? <laughs> yes. All right, so how about so this one? So weird. Right, so, yeah, shout them out when you, when you feel you got one. It's okay. There's only two of us. <laughs> There's only two of you, three of us all here in the room. Here we go. Yellow Sunshine, Looney Tunes, <laughs> Superman. LSD? LSD. All right. Yay. That was like a total yeah. left field guess. You're so happy now that you got one, aren't you? <laughs> I'm getting better at this game with practice. I did not go home and, like, look stuff up, by the way. Okay, how about this one? Fluff, Hydros, Norco, Watsons, 357s. Are they talking about a pill or something? Yes. Uh, so, uh, Oxycontin or... Ritalin? Some nope. You're kind of close. So. With the Oxycontin. Opioid? Yes. I... Like, so there's a bunch of different kinds of opioids. Yeah, there's a few. Like morphine? And I can't tell you the... Vicodin? Like, yes, it's Vicodin. Okay. Yes, yes, it's Vicodin. Fluffy? Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about um, blue footballs, school bus, bicycle parts, what? planks, handlebars? What was the first one you just said? Blue footballs. Blue football, school bus, bicycle parts. You're going Xanax. I'm going Xanax. It's Xanax. Yes, it is. How'd you know? Um, because I've seen Xanax before, and they're like blue. <laughs> Xanax, the ones that I've had a long time ago, I think were like were pink. I've, I've, I've seen only those. seen blue ones. You only see blue ones. Maybe it was blue. I'm not sure. What was the, what was the pink ones? School bus. Oh, right. Man. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't get that part. I don't. Oh, get you know why? Because in Mexico. I knew this guy that used to go down to Mexico and get these bars of, of Xanax. Xanax. Yeah, the bars. Okay. It was oh, like a yeah, yeah. Bar. Okay, like yeah. He would like you okay. could like break them off. Right. Right. I got you. Interesting. That's for each like individual. The handlebars. Yeah, I can whatever. see that one. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Our, our last one here: rocket fuel, love boat, hog, <laughs> whack, ozone. What is it? A huffing thing? Embalming fluid. No, embalming fluid. It's about as street drug as you're gonna get. Uh, Paint. Ozone. Rocket fuel. Love boat. Embalming fluid. Hog. Whack. Amphetamines. Nope. Hmm. I have no idea, dude. All I see is like some. What haven't we talked about? I'll tell you that one. It's a cocaine. No, it's not cocaine. Uh. Uh, what makes you fly? Fly. What makes you think you PCB? can fly? Yes, it's PCB. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what the hell? Dude? I know, right? Well, that's from the uh, uh, the teenrehabcenter.org page. So if anybody wants to think I'm full of shit, you can just go right there and, <laughs> and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. These are what they feel are terms for these drugs that the parents will have to go, you know. So we got to talk about this rocket fuel, you know, (laughs) 
How does that work? What, Ashley, did you, um, I'm going to get you in trouble or anything like that, but as far as being, uh, you know, a kid growing up, smoking weed, did you, and did you have to use different words to get it? Did you remember any kind of terminology back in the day? Nah, I was a late bloomer. I didn't really start doing any kind of drugs until like, I was in my 20s. Okay. So, so I, I kind of missed the whole clandestine, like, goofball school bus code names and all that. Okay, I got you. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is, like, you know, being, you know, I got, I got high when I was 12. It was the first time I got high. 12 <laughs> and 13. So, you you know, you just been around it and you hear it and hear it. Now here we are in a, in a time where you, you can get over the counter and you don't have to ask for it by, you know, by skeezy street name. Now you just ask for it by the, the strain name it is, you know, which are also kind of ridiculous, too. You know, there's, there's a strain name called Green Crack. <laughs> it's a, and it's a very popular strain and it's it's a full on sativa and I, I enjoy it I like it it's a good strain it's very high energy but green crack isn't something you want to sell to a a senior citizen who's trying to get into medical marijuana for the first time right you know like <laughs> I'm back, from the fam- I'm back from the pharmacy. What you, oh, what you got? I got some green crack. I got some <laughs> maybe orange lemon haze. Maybe they think it's haze. funny, you know. Like, well, maybe they do, know. but I mean, I don't know. I just think for you know, for trying to change minds about marijuana, names like green crack should not be right. be heard anymore. Well, we need like we need like those commercials they have on TV for prescription drugs. Right. We're like, ask your doctor if purple and purple is right for you. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like the suburban families just walk around these overlit houses, just lounging around, <laughs> just treat it like a totally casual thing. <laughs> um, we have a few minutes for the uh, the our alien show here. Okay. So um, before we do that, I, I came up with a little video games that I used to play when I was a kid. I'll see if you guys can recognize the video game that I'm going to play here. See if you know this one. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Zelda. This is arcade game. Dude, it's something. I recognize it. Stand up, you know, put the quarter in and play. It's not Ghosts and Goblins, is it? No. (laughs) You guys are really thinking hard about this, because I know you know it. I know you know it. I can't give you any clues as far as the name goes, but I can tell you Air is involved. Arrows? Air, Air, A-I-R. Air. Air. Bubble Bobble? Nope. Pumping air is involved. Pumping air? Pumping air? What? Pumping air? <laughs> I don't know. I'm weird as crap sometimes. <laughs> Come on. Dude. <laughs> pumping air. I, don't, I, I can't I don't remember know, any arcade like, game that requires pumping air. I'm like combat or Mortal Kombat. That's not it. Just like going through my list. I, this is like three minutes long, this audio. I didn't think I'd think this long for you guys to figure it out. <laughs> Are we running out of time? Is that what you're getting at? I give up. Dig Dug. Oh. <laughs> Man. And they have oh. that at, um, at Golfland. They have like all these video games upstairs for birthday parties where right. it's free. And that's there. Like when my friend's kids have parties there, I'm like, yes. <laughs> there, there, there's a really cool spot it's called the grid and it's in mesa and it's it's free to play the video games they have a bunch of video games there and they have a bunch of 
uh, monitors in old video game shells, and then the monitors have like 100 video games on those. So they just install their own computers and use the video game shells to play them. So it's a really huh? cool cool spot there. It's free? It's free to play. They just want you to buy booze and food. Oh. So uh, what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to hit the top of the hour, and then we're going to come back with some aliens. So I'm looking forward to getting into the conversation about yes. the Vatican Observatory in Arizona. And it's on the east side of the state. It's near Safford, and that's uh, close to the New Mexico border and uh, in between, I guess, the 10 and the 40, but probably closer to the 10. If you're, uh, I think, taking notes, right? So let's, uh, I got like another, well, let's do it early. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll close out this show. We'll come right back with some aliens. With some aliens. <laughs> with gas. <laughs> I've been smoke. That's where my money goes In my lungs And sometimes up my nose When troubled times Begin to bother me I take a toke And all my cares Go up in smoke <laughs> Up in smoke Donde todo Es libre There are no signs Que dicen you find out about the Vatican astronomer saying he's operating with Project Lucifer. The last time I caught an order like that was 11 years ago. So it's safe to talk about flying saucers and people from outer space. People who may be circulating among us now. What if I told you I'd take you to a place you'd never been and do something to you that's never been done? You got to check it out, little boogie woogie on your brain. Open your mind real wide now. 
hear my inner growing. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. man. Up on top of Mount Graham in Arizona, there's an observatory complex that consists of three very high-powered telescopes. One is the Vatican Advanced Technology Telescope, there's a radio telescope, and then there's one called the Large Binocular Telescope. This is the most powerful telescope in the world. In fact, they told us they can get better images of space than the Hubble Space Telescope can. Now, attached to this telescope is an infrared camera named Lucifer. The information that we gathered, this thing was named by the Max Planck Institute and some German astronomers, but the Vatican is part of this conglomerate up there, that, that, and they're all working together. Now, what this instrument's used for is astrobiology, for looking for exoplanets, looking for other worlds, and the infrared spectrum is also very useful for seeing things that can't be seen with the naked eye, and many UFO researchers have noted that you can see a lot of ships and entities that you normally can't see. Aliens. With gas and a little commentary there about the <laughs> Mount Graham Observatory from the Vatican. And a lot of people don't even realize there is a Vatican Observatory, especially here in Arizona. Uh, that's from a, a show online that I caught from uh, uh, host Sid Roth. Um, I believe the show is called It's Supernatural, talking about the, uh, the Vatican's interest in space out there. Hmm. Heidi Gad. What's up? What's up? I'm Kevin Gassman, and the, the Extraterrestrial Rock Show has begun, and this could be an interesting conversation. Ashley Neftool is with us here from the Phoenix New Times and also writing an article for Vice about the Vatican Observatory. Uh, welcome to the program. Hello. Glad to, have, glad to be on board. Right on, man. I'm glad you are here. So this really started from our conversation at the, either the end of January or early February, I believe we did, when you interviewed us for our, our show. We mentioned this Vatican Observatory and uh, what happened to you? <laughs> like a little light bulb popped <laughs> open. I really, the, the, when you guys mentioned that there was like an observatory in Safford that the Vatican was in charge of, like it blew my, it blew my mind because I, I had no idea at all. So I got really curious about it. And afterwards, I started kind of researching the background of it and all these different fears. And it got it was kind of this interesting rabbit hole to fall into. Right. So, what did you find? Like we, what we, what we said to you, you're probably like, "Oh, <laughs> these guys are, you know, that's not true." And then you finally realize, <laughs> "Oh my God, it really is true." Well, the first thing I thought of is like, why Arizona? Like, of all the places in the world for the Vatican to have an observatory on foreign soil, why here? And so, it, so it seemed outlandish. But when I looked into it, I'm like. Like it, it, it all made sense that why I would have it like in Arizona because the elevation and the mountain and like I mean hearing different theories about the, the whole situation that that got really interesting like they're flat earthers who got theories about it it's like all sorts of just weird stories theories so, oh what it's because of where it's at where it's located at well because the, the one theory I read was that there's it was like a flat earth theory which. The preface, I'm very open-minded. The flat earth is one of those things where I'm like, I, I can't go with you on that, bro. Right, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> a little too much. A little too much. But their theory is that because the Vatican has an observatory, the reason why they have their own observatory for a super powerful uh, telescope is they want to control, they want to edit out any kind of astrological evidence that the earth is flat. So that's why they have their own observatory is so that way they, that they can continue to publish data suggesting the, the, the planet is round. 
All right. I mean, I Which is a little that. kooky. Like it's a, right. it's a, little, a little bit of a stretch. But the, They're going to try to maintain this faux position that the Earth is round by continually putting... See, it is really round because we have a Vatican... We have an observatory showing that it's round. It's that kind of... Right. It's weird. Plus, they said stuff like, you know, like um, Galileo being uh, oppressed by the church and uh, Giordano Bruno being burnt at the stake was all just an elaborate way of the church kind of like encouraging the idea that the Earth was round so they could hide the truth of its flatness. <laughs> which is like... <laughs> What? <laughs> right, right. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know how people can still buy buy into that at this at this point in juncture in, in society yeah. and, and civility that we've <laughs> come so far right. and realize that, that you know we're not on the back of a turtle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> flo- floating through space. Uh, the Vatican has interest in in uh, space and had had it for quite some time. And you know, my friend was asking me, he's like, what, why do you think that is? And I think it's because, you know, they're trying to keep up with NASA. They're trying to keep up with everybody else because they can't be left out of the loop. They need to know what's going on, like in a sense, defending the flat earth theory to a certain degree or defending the earth round, round earth. You know, they have to kind of have a, a heads up of what's going on so they can be one step ahead of the game to tell their people. Of course. That's what I would think, you know. Or try to control the people. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, if they see it first, they realize that there is a spaceship out there. They got to make sure that they quell that, make sure, you know, and not let their people know that, you know, everything that they've learned is not right. Well, because, yeah, because we think about it, like the biggest threat to organized religion would be proving that there are intelligent life forms other than us out there. Right. Because theology can't explain it. Like, if you believe in the idea that Christ came down to earth to save mankind, did he also save the Andromedans or the Martians? Like, how how does, like, our religious views fit into a universe full of other intelligent life forms? Yeah. All our religion is really geared around just us and our fates, but not the rest of the universe. So okay. theologically speaking, like if aliens came down, it'd be a huge problem for the Vatican to figure out like, how do you reformat your religion to fit something that's not human, that's right. out there. Well, it's easy. Just send the Mormons and convert them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> convert the aliens to your thinking. Well, actually, it's funny because uh, Pr- Pope Francis a few years back actually made a comment to that effect at a conference saying that he would be willing to baptize Martians if you ever met one. Well, right. I'm sure Mormons would do that. I mean, they posthumously uh, <laughs> baptize people. I mean, right. Hitler's one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they would definitely try to fit their narrative into into someone else's mind. You know, I mean, granted, they're not going to buy into it. <laughs> that's never going to happen. But, you know, we, we, yeah, that's exactly what we would do. We would try to convince them that we're right and they're wrong. Right. Yeah. It's weird. I, it's just this whole the Vatican Observatory, they have a foundation. Uh, it's online, vofoundation.org, and talking about how it started in 1582. And then in 1863, they actually put the observatories in the Vatican. And then they moved the observatory out to a place called uh, Castel Gandolfo. <laughs> <laughs> and though it's not in Middle Earth, but it is outside of... <laughs> of uh, of the Vatican. <laughs> I think it was something about uh, 25 kilometers outside of Rome. Yeah. In a, in a mountain area over there. But apparently they had to move it from Vatican because of the, the lights in the, in the early 30s. And so they moved it out to the, the this lakey mountain area. And apparently those lights became too bright for them. And then that's where they discovered Arizona, finding out that this is a place of, of high regard in the UFO or at least space astronomy. Mm-hmm. 
So we're lucky here to be in Arizona to have this kind of have this place. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, and apparently, like like the Mount Graham Institute like Observatory actually has like three different organizations internationally that use those 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 arrays to get the data from. Yeah. Well, because we don't get a lot of clouds here, and we don't, you know, we're not a real stormy place. We're yeah, right. it's, it's a very sunny. consistent area. Yeah. So I, yeah, go ahead. No, I said plus it's just it's just remote enough away from major cities that you have to worry about like light pollution or anything. Right. Like it's, it's it's out in a natural environment and it's unmolested. It's kind of just out of the way. Mm-hmm. The Vatican Observatory had a video to explain this. I want to play the first clip of it. It's just a it's about a minute long, but I want you to listen to them uh, discuss the observatory in Arizona. Both science and religion are conversations about the universe. They're ways of learning how we interact with this universe. It's not simply a question of is there a God, but there is a God, now what do we do? It's not just a question of there are a bunch of stars, but rather why are there stars? How do they work? How does that tell us how things work here on Earth? The interaction that I see in my own life is that religion gives me the reason to do the science. They start out by having telescopes on the Tower of the Winds and then on the walls surrounding the Vatican as the city lights grow and as the Italian government gives them back the territory out in Castel Gandolfo. In the 30s, they build new telescopes on the roof of the Papal Palace in Castel Gandolfo, best telescopes of their era in the 1930s. By the 1980s, light pollution makes those telescopes unusable, so we build a new telescope in the dark skies of Arizona. So that's their description of it, on mm. how it got started. But Interesting. You know, if they're saying, all right, there's a God, yeah, we, yeah, there's a God, so why is there a God? Is that what he's saying? There's a stars, why are there stars? Is right. That, it's kind of getting at it in a sense. Um, yeah, well, like Pope Leo back in 1891 said the reason why they did the observatory was they wanted to show that the religion and science weren't necessarily at, at uh, cross purposes, that the two things could coexist. Well, I mean, look, you're looking up at the sky, you're seeing something you don't know what it is. I'm talking hundreds of, uh, hundreds of years ago. You're going to want to know. And then you, obviously your religion doesn't really, I mean, coincide with what's out there, I think, does it? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't read religious texts or anything like that, so I'm just guessing. Well, the big problem is like when you look at like like a lot of the Abraham religions, you know, Islam, Judaism, Christianity, they're very uh, how to put it localized. They're all just about Earth. They're all about our species and nothing else. Right. So they don't really ever talk about like what's going on, on the Moon or Mars or outside our system. Like the, the, their 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 whole worldview doesn't really encompass a gigantic universe that has billions of planets in it. Right. So it's it is one of those interesting conflicts, like you know, if our species ever goes into space, like if we start colonizing elsewhere or make real actual contact with an intelligent species, interact with them regularly, like how will our like philosophy and religion like evolve to deal with that? Because we're not really set up for it, like. Well, we're cozied. Is that what it is? In a sense, like here, let's just give them a story. It's comfortable, it's easy to follow, and they don't have to worry about anything else. They're done. They're good. Right. But now we're, we've created thinking and, you know, and not buying that and trying to figure out what is the real deal. And you know, that secret's getting out, I think. And you know, what we talked about last week, the, it was the Anunnaki who gave the Sumerians the tablets and right. yeah. talking about the beginning of 
our creation of the humanities being, uh, you know, being GMO'd and created for a specific purpose. But here's the story of why you are here, you know, because there's an Adam and Eve and we're all from there. And that's, there you go. You know, you're, you're set. You don't need to worry or question this anymore. Right. And that's what they wanted. Put the blinders on. Right. And that's kind of where we're at right now. So we're, we're kind of, again, it's a coddled story. If we knew the real truth, all hell would break loose. I mean, for real. I wouldn't pay my credit card bill. Of course. <laughs> I mean, it's like the fundamental question. Like, you know, yeah. religion tells us God created mankind in his image. The minute we meet something else, then what does that mean? Does it doesn't mean we are better than them because we're God's children, supposedly? Or is that all bullshit? Like, it, it creates all of these, like, real philosophical problems that, like, the church has, like, no answer for. Right. So it makes sense that they're watching the sky so closely because if something did turn up up there... Like, they'd have to figure out a response quickly or else it could undo, like, millennia of work on their part. Right. Like, yeah, if that, I was them, I, I'd be sweating about. that problem all the time. Right. I mean, those theories of the whole uh, chemtrails are covering up the sky so we don't see what's going on in space. Right. Unless they are looking for the next catastrophic event. And that's what they're looking for. So what, they can put out the headlines, Jesus is coming? Is that, what they, <laughs> <laughs> is that what they would do? I wouldn't be surprised. And we're going to predict it because we see it already. It's coming. Right. <laughs> you know, they would know. Right. You know, they would see it happening. Or it's like the alien messiah theory where there's some people who think the reason why the Vatican has observatory is they believe that Jesus was basically extraterrestrial nature. So they have a, they have a telescope set up, so they're waiting for him to come back. Right. So they're, wait, they're basically waiting for the second coming. They're right. That's right. That yeah. was what we mentioned when we talked yeah. to you. That's the first thing that I came up with. Was like, wow. I was like, wow. I didn't realize that they're looking for the second savior, or the coming of our savior, whatever it is. So shouldn't they be cooler? I mean, if they believe in <laughs> extraterrestrials. <laughs> in what way, though? <laughs> in always, man. <laughs> Aliens. Right. <laughs> Uh, we're hanging out with you here on this uh, Saturday afternoon on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. Uh, 3 o'clock to 5 p.m. is the two-hour window, but the 4 o'clock hour is when we talk aliens, the extraterrestrial rock show, and we're also on 99.1 FM in the East Valley and 93.9 FM in the West Valley of Phoenix, Arizona, as we broadcast on the radio. And then Monday is our podcast release on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play Music, and of course, <laughs> SoundCloud. SoundCloud. So uh, SoundCloud's our main homepage. That's where we upload everything, and then we dis- we distribute it to all these other avenues or people listening in. Right. So because not everyone's going to be on iTunes and. Right. You got to spread yourself thin, Ashley. <laughs> you really do with your with your audio. That's 21st century, man. I know it is, right? So Keep weird. Making it happen. Uh, we are here hanging out with you, and um, I want to play a song. We can play, play a song first and come back if that's cool with you guys. I think sure. that's awesome. Um, I, I figure since we are kind of in that... Um, you know, a couple of days after the May the Fourth be with you. Yes. So I, I found a couple of Star Wars songs. All right. Are you guys okay Do with it. that? Yeah. All yeah. right. So um, one of them is a Bohemian Rhapsody version of Star Wars, <laughs> which is actually done by a group here in Phoenix, Arizona. Really? Yeah. And the other one is the Weird Al song. So <laughs> I got two Weird Al songs, of course. I got Yoda yes. and I got the Saga. So Saga. What do you want, Bohemian Rhapsody or Yoda? Uh, dude, just flip a coin. All right. Well. We'll do Saga first. How about that? Okay. And then we'll come back right here on... Aliens. With gas. Man. Both science and religion are conversation. 
aliens. <laughs> with gas. <laughs> <laughs> May, May 4th, obviously, is the official Star Wars day, but did you know May 27th, 1977 is when it came out? So right. May is the whole May. It's the whole, the whole month of May. It should be Star Wars month. I agree. And we don't talk about Star Trek. <laughs> Just so you know. For the whole month of May. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, what's up, everyone? You are dialed into the Extraterrestrial Rock Show. Play some rock and roll music associated with the alien themes. And we are talking about the Vatican Observatory today in our program. And some interesting information that we're with uh, Ashley uh, Neftool, who's with us from the Phoenix New Times, as well as Vice Magazine, writing this up for them. So. Right. What are you uh, angling this story on? Just the actual the controversy of this Vatican observatory? Well, kind of. I'm, I'm trying to think of two perspectives where one part of it's an exploration, like all the different kind of conspiracy theories, information that surrounds the observatory, but also going up there and just talking to them, kind of getting their own take on it. Like stuff like the, like the Lucifer telescope, where it's like, like, how aware are they of the irony of it that they have this object like on their observatory that's like <laughs> named after the morning star? But they would have to. They'd have to. I mean, because that's their, that's their business. I mean, they preach Lucifer like nobody's business. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. so, well, look, Lucifer, what it stands for, and they really kind of, they went we went far with this one here. Yeah. On the acronym on this one. From If I'm wrong, let me know. Large binocular telescope near infrared, mm-hmm. utility with, camera and, integral, field unit for, extragalactic research. Yeah, I don't know how, like, 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 like if you're doing like, a classical acronym, there's right. no way you get Lucifer. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so they did an acronym, the words binocular telescope near infrared, which you think are important. <laughs> that's part of the thing it is, not just a large. So by this would be Lucifer, large utility camera integral field intergalactic research. That's Lucifer. Yeah. Does that make sense? Large... Large Utility Camera Integral Field Intergalactic Research. I guess that makes sense. Kind of. stretches. You'd have to know what you're talking about. I mean, the thing, too, is that like, <laughs> acronyms are always great because they're short. And if right. you did right. like, a full-on acronym of everything we just listed out, like that would be like ridiculously long. Right. And it wouldn't spell Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't work out. But, yeah, how they managed to fudge Lucifer out of that to even involve that maybe they had to have some kind of a, a celestial being or some kind of a, a storyline to the bible or you know I don't or maybe they're really looking for the devil <laughs> or maybe they have a sense of humor maybe they're like hey guys you know this kind of spells lucifer let's go with it right <laughs> i don't know i mean I, I don't know maybe their mission really isn't to look for the next savior maybe it is to look for the the person or the thing that's going to kill us all Maybe an asteroid or an evil being out in space. It's possible. I mean, maybe it's Wormwood. I mean, a lot of apocalypse stories always deal with a star in the sky, an omen, you know. Right. Like a meteor of some kind or a comet that symbolizes the end of everything. So maybe that's what Lucifer is really looking for. What other religions, I mean, uh, look into space? I mean, is, uh, is, I mean what, how, about, how about what religions denounce space? I mean... <laughs> you know, I mean, because Mormonism, you get your own planet. Yeah, I mean, they they they're aware of what's going on in space. I'm sure, you know. So, and the Hindus, like a lot of their early faith, deals with like visitations from space and the sky, and right. you know, gods that can ascend and descend on chariots. Right, so right. Most religions have something about space in it, or at least some idea of like the cosmos. Well, like even the Aztecs. I mean, they have all that oh, stuff yeah. on their on their pyramids mm-hmm. too. So with spacemen and 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 stuff like that. So that obviously stopped. 
Did it not? I mean, it was there for a while and it stopped. Right. Why aren't we like, why isn't that happening? Isn't there more connection with that amongst all the people? Well, no. I mean, if you want to go, like, you know, it, put on my, my Marxist hat for a second. I mean, I feel a lot of this capitalism. It's just that yeah. kind of stuff, like, our civilization is geared towards profit, towards consuming and constructing. And cosmic questions, like, why are we here? Is there a God? What's out in space? It, there's no profit in it. And that's right. the reason why that we don't do we often discourage people from looking into it, because we, it's not something that we could strip mine and exploit. Yeah. And those aren't like, the essential questions. I mean, why we're here is there's not a more important question out there. Right. But again, you can't really, you can't really juice any money out of it. So I mean, I, I think it just we discourage people from looking at that kind of stuff because it's, it's not profitable. It's the same reason why cigarettes and alcohol are legal because they're the kind of drugs people can take and still go to work. But but stuff like acid or mushrooms or hallucinogens can make you question why you're doing the things that you do, and that doesn't help you know keep the factories running, as it were. Well, that's the matrix mm-hmm. we're talking about. Right, it goes against the status quo, man. Right, and that's what people fear because if that happens, what goes on is that their their cozy lifestyle gets shaken up, and they don't know how to handle it, and or the, you know, it's the thing is a lot of people don't want to handle it when it comes to adversity. They want it the way it is, the way it's going to be, and don't shake my boat, you know? Exactly. <laughs> don't rock my boat. It'd be kind of fun to go, like, into a sh- shop or something, and somebody's all on acid. <laughs> <laughs> Just not someone doing my hair. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd have to a certain That'd spot. Be all like, business. whoa, dude, what right. do you do? So you're saying the, 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 the actual name of the store would be, we do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they have to do a, a thing for you though like what would they do for you what would the service be I don't know <laughs> maybe they're just all clerks we'll trip out for you <laughs> maybe, like a caricature, maybe a caricature studio right like, draw a picture of me alright I'm right. on shrooms yeah. <laughs> get interesting go. really quick <laughs> well it is I mean you talk about you know the, the capability of thinking and critical thinking of that has been diminished and is being fought against so far. They don't want anybody. I mean, George Carlin said it, you know, they don't want a, a, a society, you know, capable of critical thinking. No. <laughs> they just don't. And that scares them. I, one of the things they kept marijuana illegal was because it opened people's minds up to what is really going on. And that's the thing, I, I think, what they really want to keep it le- illegal for. Of course. You know, and it's funny, we talk about space, like one of, the fi- one of the theories I find really interesting, and I don't actually agree with this idea, but there's, there's this proposal that the reason why we can't find any official sign of life out in the universe is that one theory goes, is that all the other civilizations have been extinguished by now. Like all the other aliens are already dead, and we're like the last sentient beings in the universe. And I find that theory fascinating because the idea of it is that if that's true, the responsibility that we have is immense because we're the only intelligent beings out there. Right. And if we, and that's the thing that Whoa. if the average person believed that, like think how different we would care to society knowing like this is it. Like we're... We're like survivor planet. Exactly. We're the only spark of anything left in the universe. That's like that's that, a theory you heard from someone. Yeah, it's, it's a popular theory. It goes around because they, they said that the reason why we don't get like radio signals back or anything is that all the other civilizations have gone extinct by now. Like personally, I don't believe that, but no. it's an interesting thing to consider. Like that the, 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 the ethics of it. Like here, this is the opposite of that. They're hiding from us. 
<laughs> that, that I think is more likely. That is more likely, right? Yeah. They, they they're obviously a step or two ahead of us where we're going in, in in the future as far as our technology goes. They know where they can hide and and not be found, and probably right behind the sun is a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think honestly, it's probably just technology. I mean, I mean, like it's like us, you know, humans. We have that like our SETI arrays, and we're like, oh, we can't find anything. Well, it's like aliens might not use radio signals. They could be using technology that doesn't leave any kind of signatures that sure. our primitive crap could pick up on. Right. They could be using lights. <laughs> right. Like we did like bent light we had on <laughs> right. a couple weeks ago. Um, or we could look at us and like, you know, comparatively our society, like we could look to them like we're just a bunch of drunk yokels waving guns in the air. Right. Like, okay. We don't want to deal with this. Right. Like, well, that's, forget these assholes. That's, that's yeah. absolutely correct. That's another theory we thought we had was we're also so far outside the center of our universe or our, I'm sorry, our galaxy. Our galaxy, we're on the, we're on the outside of our galaxy. So maybe we were put here on purpose so we can do the less damage this far away. <laughs> like we're the Australia of the universe, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, the, we're the, penal, the penal planet, you know, to be banished away. Let's keep those humans really far away. We can at least keep tabs on them. If they get any close, we can at least capture, you know, get a, catch them off of the pass, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but let's put them way far away because if they're close to us, they're going to screw over everything, you know. Oh, they're going to try to destroy things. They're going to try to blow up things because that's what we would do. We would blow up if we saw them in the Guy, we would shoot at him instead of saying, "Hey, what are you here for?" Great. I mean, can you imagine Donald Trump like being the first contact president? Like, yeah. a nightmare. I know, right? <laughs> like, no, no, seriously, please don't listen to him. Well, isn't it supposed to be they uh, don't tell the president that for plausible denial? Isn't that the reason why they don't tell him that, right? Or actually, I think I think I think Trump presidency is like the best evidence I could think of for that the presidents don't know if they're actually aliens or not because you know nobody would, gave him a dossier, nobody told him, "Hey, dude, Area Fifty One," because he would tweet about it. That's what I'm saying. Right, 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 right. The minute he knew, so he'd they, be like, "Hey, check <laughs> right. it out, everybody." Ixnay on telling him anything, right. eh? <laughs> not good at that composure. Right, and that, that's the only thing that we can only hope for is that his big mouth and his big tweeter would be a uh, <laughs> big tweeter. <laughs> Hey, you've got a really big tweeter. Yeah, well, you know, it's the only thing he's got big <laughs> that he's got anyway. But, you know, that, that he would shoot off at the tweet and, <laughs> and say something stupid. But then he's saying so many stupid things that you want to know if right. wh- what's real or what's not. I mean, we, we all know yeah. it's mostly fake anyway, but if, what if he does come out with something real and you're like, oh, my God, is that real or not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at, this, this weird misinformation age where they're boggling the truth up a little bit. And that's the very sad part because, you know, when we're just trying to reach some kind of clarity on on a lot of things, I think, in our society, we're regressing back into... We're just in this giant gray area right now, man. We have a lot of people becoming aware of what's going on and people are, are awakening, if you will, to, mm-hmm. the, to the reality. And then you have this system that's trying to hold the, the antiquated past together. Yeah. It's not cool. Yeah. Definitely not uh, cool, man. So here we are in the middle of trying to, you know, spread awareness, find people who are like-minded, who agree with what we're talking about, and people who understand what's going on and need to kind of uh, mentally get it together. That's the only way I think we can do it. I think if we all have the same mentality, the same thought process, the, thought, the same thought patterns, then I think we could do some change. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, that's, is that our secret power? I hope so. Because, you know, the mind is very powerful. I think so. And I, I think... Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, there's been st- studies of in Australia where they had a group think about something, and then people in England, was a test group over there that they picked up on what they were thinking about, and 
I yeah, mean, yeah, dude. Thought patterns are pretty strong, and I think if we it's all collective consciousness, but, man. Yeah, but isn't that why when you watch the news, it's always bad, it's always negative, and it keeps you away from actually any kind of thinking about anything? Because you know, our local news—they're obsessed with car chases in LA. You know, we live in Arizona. You know, our local news likes to Facebook Live nonsense. You know, they they play nonsense. It's everything to distract you from actually thinking about what's going on. Right. If we were all thinking about what was going on, things might change and get better. Right, well, it's these vicious circles. The media basically shows like, oh, look, here's another shooting. Here's a car accident. Right. And, and the logic they always use is, this is what people want to watch. Right. But it's also all they ever show us. So it's like, how do we know? I mean, what, what if we, we did the news that was all positive or it was all like reassuring stories like would it people be just as would they respond as well to it over time or well no one choose no one calls the news hey do a story on the giraffe having a baby do a story on you know this going on nobody ever calls the news to tell them that right. we we eat what we're served when exactly. it comes to the news we're at their beckoning call whatever they're going to put on is what we're going to be seeing and eating and, and whatever right. it is so that's what drives our narrative that's what drives the the, the water cooler conversation is whatever's on the news and whatever is on the, the main palette of, <laughs> of of topic of conversation so yeah if you change that to what really needs to get talked about you know maybe solar power and wind power and water power and if we had all everyone's thought process on that things would get changed oh totally things yeah. would change and get like, the better what's flying around out there in outer space <laughs> well, that's what I want to know about well yeah I was just thinking about this and I, I don't know if I texted you this or not but it was about un- unidentified flying objects and on that video that I listened to with that clip at the beginning of the show about the with Lucifer with Lucifer <laughs> the host of that show his name is Sid um, Sid Roth and he says that he doesn't believe in UFOs okay. I, he's like I don't believe in him but I'm thinking wait a minute UFOs are unidentified flying objects. If I see something in the sky that's unidentifiable, I mean, I have to believe that it's unidentifiable. Right. So you're telling me that you don't believe in it. That doesn't make sense to me. You have to believe in an unidentified flying object. If you see it with your eyes, right. you're seeing you something. You should believe it. You should believe it because it's unidentified. Now, if you're saying it's, a, uh, it's an alien spaceship in the sky... Then you can say, I don't believe it. It's maybe something that we built or something like that. Then I could say, yeah, I don't believe it. But how do you not believe in an unidentified flying object? <laughs> am, I, did, am I making sense here? No, I, I hope sense. I am. All right, yeah, good. Yeah. I hope so. Because <laughs> everyone should believe in an unidentified flying object just by the definition of unidentified flying object. Right. Right. It's like, I saw a thing. I right. don't know what it is, but I saw it. But I believe I saw that because yeah. that's what I saw. It's like basic logic and reasoning. It should like be. Like to reason. Right. Thank you. Yeah, because that's the, <laughs> what we saw last week. I saw the, on the down by I-17 south of the city of Phoenix, there's a billboard that says, beyond reasonable doubt, Jesus is alive. <laughs> I'm like, all right, so <laughs> right. I there's have a to, lot of reasonable doubt. Right, right, right. So I got to go. I got to go beyond reason to believe that he's. All right, never mind. I think beyond reason is going Looney Tunes. You know what? They and I'm not talking about crack. Taking yeah. that money for that billboard and fed a bunch of people. <laughs> right. Or giving him socks or something. They don't care about that. Yeah. They want you to think their way. They want you to think <sighs> the same way. That's what the, all religions want. Such what? a hippie. Think the way we think. And why would you want that? Everybody in this planet is not going to think the same way of one specific ideology yeah. or theology, or however you want to look at it. But it's we're just, all people, man. Right. And that's where I come back to. It's like every time I drive down to Tucson, I see those anti-abortion uh, billboards they have right. over there. I'm always like, man, you could feed so many people with the money they must spend right. every week to eat those things up. Thank you. Yeah. All for what? 
Exactly. Who are you trying to choose? What like you're you're convincing a 75 year old lady that yeah, abortion is le- should be illegal. Right. <laughs> what does she give a shit? She's not gonna get a fucking abortion. <laughs> like who's gonna be driving past and be like, oh god damn, they're right. Right. All right. <laughs> I know. Honey, right? We're not doing it. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Nothing really makes a lot of sense. Uh, Ready for another song? Yes. Okay. So this is the Bohemian Rhapsody version of Star Wars. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about this when we come I'm back. So excited. It's the extraterrestrial rock show. Aliens. With gas. Man. Is that a small moon? No, it's a space station. Aliens. With gas. Bohemian Rhapsody version of the Star Wars edition, I guess you could say. That was so good. Wasn't that done well? That was really cool. Yeah, that is from the University of Advancing Technology in Tempe, Arizona. You were saying it could have been their what? I feel like it might have been like their final project or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, the video that goes along with that song is pretty amazing. You need to check that out if you can. The Star Wars parody music video of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody here on the Extraterrestrial Rock Show as you are going global on our show. <laughs> I'll just edit that out. <laughs> That's great. Here on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. <laughs> also, by the way, we are on a new time in, in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. On Sunday nights on 99.1 FM and on 93.9 FM at 9 p.m. Yeah, we're so earlier. Tomorrow yeah. night, yeah, 9 o'clock p.m. for the new hours. As we have new hours right here on our show, so yeah. 4 p.m. Pacific time. It was a week of change. Yes, it was. So we have Ashley Neftool here with us from the Phoenix New Times. Also from Vice, he's writing an article about the Vatican Observatory out on Graham Mountain in Safford, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And we talked to him about you know some of the history behind that and, and what have you. But let's talk about the... The actual visitation of this observatory. Now, before you even get on that, I actually posted something on my Facebook, and uh, Tara responded that she actually went to there. Hmm. She oh. said, "Yeah, she um, she said she went out there. They had to get out, cross the gate or fence, and walk. But yeah, they had to leave fairly fast. It was occupied, is what she says." She, says, she said it was a while back. She said things might be different now. So we've, if you've heard of people armed guns, or my friend had told me this, right. armed guards up there on the top of the mountain preventing people from coming up and checking it out. However, you said, Ashley, that there's actually a process to come visit this mountain. There is, because um, Mount Graham is, uh, is protected by the U.S. Forest Services. So... What makes the whole area weird is that it's the habitat of the red squ- the mountain gram red squirrel, which is endangered. So in order to actually be able to like, drive up and go to Mount Graham, you have to apply for a permit. Like basically you have to tell the forest service like, hey, I want to go up and visit the mountain. And it's like a three and four day waiting period so you can get a permit to actually go up there. Cause they have to send like, you like these packets explaining like what you can do, what you can't do. It's just like a tutorial like how to not kill the squirrel while you're visiting. <laughs> So they, they go to an awful lot of trouble, basically, just to protect this, which is, like, if that's all it is, that's pretty admirable on their part. Right. But, yeah, but, but like, that's part of why you can't just go up into the area, because it's, like, basically an endangered animal preserve. Hmm. I'm, I'm looking at it on uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> it says it is a, uh, the American red squirrel, yeah, mm-hmm. um, known as the pine squirrel, apparently. I'm trying to figure out where it's, it says. It says, um, 
Yeah, they're all across North America. So I mean, but you said it's a rare thing, and I guess it's I guess it's I mean it's that particular variety from Mount Graham. But right. So I'm just wondering, like, if this is bullshit, <laughs> you know, that I'm saying like, well, right. we got to find some reason to make it difficult for people to come up here. Right. But the thing is, they still do offer like at, like you can go to so, like the observatory does offer like visitation options. Oh. It's just you have to go through these channels first for to let you come up, but. Hmm. You have like, to state your mission to go up to the mountain. It sounds like it, yeah. Like they have, they also have like tours of Mount Safford, Mount Graham, but they don't actually go up to the observatory. They just go for that area. Hmm. But you can. But the observatory itself is open for visitors. But like, yeah, you do have to let them know in advance. Like if you had to contact U of A and just tell them, like, hey, I'm so and so. I'd like to come visit for this reason because because the university, the observatory itself is like you know three different organizations use it. So it's definitely one of those sites that a lot of outside groups come in and use the telescopes right. for their own purposes. So, right. so they're not they're not a closed installation but it's definitely one of those things to get in there like you, you kind of have to announce your intentions because there's like multi-million dollar equipment in there and sure. it's like you know. Well, I'm wondering too if like there's a sign that says if you discover anything, <laughs> if you discover anything, it is on our watch. We are the owners of your discovery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> or your discovery may not leave this building until we approve of it. <laughs> you know, I mean, what if that happens? What if someone's in there and sees something that they shouldn't be seeing? I mean, are they are they allowed to tell you what they saw coming from that place? We don't know the secrecy yet, do we? I don't know. Well, I think two part of it is also Mount Graham has a very contentious history, so I think it's part of the reason why they're like kind of hesitant to have anybody come up there is because because there's a background like it used to be uh, the San Carlos used to be part of the San Carlos Apache Indian Reservation, right? And the the Vatican and U of A in 1980 see, 1984 they just scouted out the area and said we want you put, we want to put an observatory on Mount Graham, and for like, a few years it caused this kind of problems where it's like the Apaches didn't want to see the territory because they said that Mount Graham was a holy site. Right. And the Vatican said, like, well, there's actually a quote from the observatory in 1991 where he said, like, well, we don't see any religious shrines on the mountain, so we don't really acknowledge it as a holy grounds. <laughs> Which is always weird. Like, how does one religion judge right. the, the validity of the holy site of another religion? Right. Seriously. That's just wrong. But to also play devil's advocate, the church also said they couldn't find any, quote, authentic Apaches who claim out a pet gram was holy. So... Hmm. Which who knows what that means, but it's a possibility that maybe the tribe was just making up a story to hold on to the mountain. I mean, who really knows? Right. But it definitely meant that for there was a period of time where that mountain was up for grabs. So maybe part of the reason why they're hesitant to let just anybody on there is because you know. Yeah, makes sense. So I have a couple clips from the History Channel. They did something about this Vatican Observatory and also the surrounding area. So let's take a listen to this. This is from the the History Channel. Hmm. The Vatican Observatory is part of a long legacy of scientific and religious study in southern Arizona. Less than 100 miles from Mount Graham, the Casa Grande ruins are a testimonial of early man's desire to understand the heavens. 2,000 years ago, some believe an advanced civilization called the Hohokam built an observatory here and manned it with priests and shaman. The Hohokam site here was very likely not just an observatory, but at some point in the past, there must have been some sort of a contact in this site which would have established itself in, in the eyes of the Hohokam and the ancient peoples as a sacred site. A link to the stars was probably at this place where you see behind me. Whoa. Yeah, have you seen the, the, the ruins place? I drove by it one time, actually. Yeah, I've seen most of the ruins in Arizona. It just looks like a temple. Like a weird, like old school type of temple. Right. Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, no, I, that 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 I did not know about. So I have another clip from it. It continues on. This is another part of that History Channel video. In the shadow of the Pope Scope, the UFO community conducts a different type of stargazing. They claim sightings are still occurring in this hotspot and suspect it's one of the reasons the Vatican chose to build an observatory here. The observatory that the Catholic Church has established just a few miles from here and the observatory of the Casa Grande ruins and the pectographs that we have here, I, I think there's a spiritual connection. Those of us in the UFO community uh, realize that this area is special. Obviously, prehistoric man felt it was special because they felt compelled to leave behind their mark. I don't think that anybody that's in tune with the planet can come to a location like this and not feel the magic. We gotta go. We go check out that place, dude. We should do it. I would love to see that place. Uh, one more, pl- one more clip here from the, the just History Channel and their clip on uh, the Vatican. This area is amazing in its links in the distant past to the sky, and that's what I suggest this is again in the past. This is a place where you come back to be one with the Earth, but you also come back to be one with Father's sky. Ultimately, I think what we're all trying to do is to return to the heavens, to return to the place where we were born. Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait a so this, second. There's a lot more to the history that we're leading on to believe. The reason why maybe Arizona is a hot spot for observatories and space exploration is that we could be a hot spot for visitations. It's possible. You know, you had that happen with um, Snowflake, if you know, but with Snowflake with um, Fire in the Sky yeah. and right. you know, Sedona, like this, you know, we have a history of just weird shit happening in our state. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, not that not being part of the major conversation, at least part of uh, out in the open, is something that needs to be out in the open, don't you think? Again, it needs to be part of our normal conversation as human beings. It's not just that, oh, well, there's a Jesus and I'm settled and <laughs> that we're all good. No, there's, you know, take that out of the equation and try to figure out who we are and what we're doing. Should be more at the top of our list, right. I think. Like, what if there's, you know, uh, other beings from other planets? What if there are other planets with people on it? Right. Right. Like us? Yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier, Ashley, was about the fact that we could be the, the last of our own kind. Right. Maybe that's another reason why they put us on this planet so far away to protect us. It's possible. Or to protect them from us. (laughs) 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 It depends on how you want to look at it, right? Um, uh, We have a few minutes left before the top of the hour before we get out of here. So um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in at least. And if you want to listen to some of our past shows, we're available on SoundCloud and iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Blueberry and Google Play. Yes, we just got approved for that last week. Woohoo! So we're excited and a lot of places to catch us, but our home base is alienswithgas.com and there are two S's there, alienswithgas.com. And Ashley and F Tool has been with us, our guest from the Phoenix New Times, also from Vice Magazine, writing an article for them. And when's this, like, do you have a timeline on this article um, at all? Or? That I don't know. Like, it's going to go up on Motherboard, which is like their, their science and technology wing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the publication date for it is yet. So what do you think, Ashley? The Catholics are searching the skies. You know, I mean, we don't really hear that from too many other religions. And, yeah. You know, I mean, is this something that 
I don't know. I mean, do you think this should be more prevalent in other religions? Do you think other people should be aware of what's going on? Of course. I mean, I, I think ultimately our future is going to be up there. I mean, either we're going to annihilate ourselves on this planet, right. or eventually we're going to expand outwards. And I think every religion, like, that's going to be an important question going forward. Like, what what is mankind's greater place in the universe? Like, right. what's our relationship spiritually and otherwise to other beings out there? Like, it's it's a huge, yeah. important question. But if we can't treat ourselves right... If we can't, you know, treat other human beings correctly, yeah. we shouldn't be looking for life outside. Right. I know, but it's it gets one of those things too, like in terms of just like our sure population numbers, like I and I I can't imagine in a century like us still being here unless we found the way out. Like if we don't have humans on Mars or the moon eventually, I don't see how we could survive here. Didn't um Stephen Hawking said he gave us a hundred years. Yeah. Did you yeah. see that? That was a recent story. And people are all upset. I'm like, I'm not upset. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> who cares about you know? Who cares about 100 years from now? The, the other people, children you're leaving behind, or you know, family members. Well, I mean, right. The whole idea I think right now is they're all trying to find a place to leave here when this place gets too uninhabitable. At least the rich people have a, you know, a, they have an out. They have an out, right? Or at least they think they do. I don't think anybody's got an out, dude. Yeah. That those big mountains that'll be our, our spaceships that are going to be blasting off into space. <laughs> These big mountain <laughs> ships, I guess, right? Did we talk about that? I think before? everyone should just love the planet, man. Treat it right. Yeah, this is a beautiful planet. Because it's where we, have. we live. It is. Like, it just doesn't make sense that they, people just destroy. It's mind boggling to me when we destroy each other. It's just a hippie in me, man. You know, <laughs> I'm one of those people. <laughs> you a hippie. <laughs> so why do people get upset at hippies? Because why? Maybe they're, they're just jealous. I said that before. I yeah. think they are jealous because hippies are cool and people who hate hippies aren't. <laughs> <laughs> and they've never been cool and they want to be cool, but they can't be cool. So they'd rather just make sure that you can't be cool by making you, <laughs> you know, an, an, an enemy of the state or something like that or someone against the good of mankind mm -hmm. or whatever it is when actually it's just the opposite. I mean, hippies are cool up until the point they get to, like, jam bands. And it's like, <laughs> I can't get, you know, I can't go that far with you on that. I, agree, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big jam band kind of fan because I like long songs. I like when bands go off on their own yeah. thing. But I'm, I'm not a Deadhead fan. Yeah, I'm, 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 that's your whole shtick is doing the 10-minute jams. It's like, I'm out. <laughs> like, there's jazz. I can go with jazz for that. Well, it's just like one big song. That's all it is. <laughs> that's the Deadhead. It's just one big song. I want to say uh, I'm going to give a shout out to a new listener out in uh, right. in Houston. Nice. Yeah. Did you see the threads at all? He sent us a message on. Oh on yeah, Facebook. yeah. I forgot yeah. his name. I'm sorry. No, it's very cool. And um, I think his name is Josh, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Josh. It starts with an I. Yes. And uh, I probably butchered the last name, but he uh, listens to us in Houston, and he's like, "You guys got to get on here, so we'll look into a station out there." If anybody else out there listens to this show here, which is great, we do appreciate it. If you want us on your radio, well, hit us up with a, an email and let us know a station in your city would host us. Yeah. You know, 95.7 FM is what he's talking about in Houston called The Spot. We'll take a look at that and see if we can uh, be a part of their um, programming and a few other stations as well because we originated here in Phoenix, Arizona. We want to expand out to, to the rest of the world. Yeah. I actually hit a place up in Australia. We have listeners out there too. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. UFOs affect everybody, man. <laughs> Dude. And everybody wants, to, you know, there's a lot of people who want to save the planet and make sure it's, you know, livable yeah. for the future. Oh, we or also got a, a request for a music uh, from Lil Wayne, <laughs> one of our... <laughs> 
Honestly, he's got a song called Phone Home. <laughs> so maybe we'll play that next week or not. Uh, somebody right. on our Instagram Let's page do it. Uh, posted that song for us. So uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, please do Aliens with Gas, <laughs> two S's, and uh, follow our new meme. I have a ton of new memes that are dropped in a few days. Right. That uh, cracked me up. I was. Yeah, Kevin did some good ones this week. I'm a memer. It's Kevin's meme magic, as I like to put it. Do you have a website? Any any place people can go check out your work? Oh, yeah. Um, AshleyNaftool.com. Uh, I'm also on Twitter as uh, Emperor underscore Norton. So I put all my articles up there. <laughs> for underscore Norton, where's that from? Uh, it's uh, it's um, Emperor Norton from San Francisco. He was a guy in Mark Twain's era who declared himself to be the Emperor of the United States. <laughs> And for like 20 years, like he'd walk around the city like dressed up in like these regal like robes with a sword and really? a hat. And like he, he prophesized about the, the the Golden Gate Bridge being built. He made a proclamation saying we should build a bridge across the bay. He'd print up his own money, and the city would actually take the money. Like what? he go to well, restaurants. A long time ago, then. Long time ago, right. like he was basically a nutcase, but the people loved him. So like, they would give him free boxes at theaters. He'd go to restaurants with his own money. He'd print Norton bucks, and people would take his cash. <laughs> oh Norton bucks. So yeah. wait, so do you ever dress up like that and walk around? Or? No, I don't. But like, <laughs> I, I just find something really surprising. Story. Like, here's this guy who's clearly insane, but he believed his life and everybody in the city kind of just played along with it instead of like institutionalizing them or condemning them they're like oh hey this guy's cool let's just play along with it <laughs> and it lasted for decades until he died and they gave him like a, a statesman burial like thousands of people in the streets and that's probably when society was cool right yeah. you know a little more easier to be open-minded right you know? right exactly like oh that you know <laughs> norton's just being norton <laughs> <laughs> right exactly, exactly. Let be, let's <laughs> let's appease them let's play along with them yeah like a little girl in her tea party or something like that yeah what's wrong <laughs> with that exactly quality of life man that's what i'm talking about right on we'll leave it there thanks heidi Thanks, Kevin. Always. Thanks, and Ashley. Yes, thank, thank you, you Ashley. Both. Absolutely. We'll do this again down the road. When this article comes out, we'll definitely read it and oh, yeah. yes. we'll do a follow-up with you as well. So well, I love that. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you next week right here on Aliens with Gas. Man. Thank you, and keep watching the skies. Look! Look, Buck!